Hi, my name is Korede, a filmmaker, podcast producer, and all-round storyteller. Late 2020, I stumbled on a call for new directors. Natives Filmworks, producers of landmark films such as 93 Days and Living in Bondage, Breaking Free, were looking to produce a slate of films with young filmmakers who hadn't directed a feature film yet. Fast forward a few months and I received news that I was one of the selected finalists. Prosper Edesiri was also one of those finalists and his film, Cake, was released in Nigerian cinemas in February 2022. Before making Cake, Prosper honed his skills working on film sets and making several short films. Unlike many filmmakers who make their first films on a micro-budget, Prosper was lucky to work with one of the top production companies in Nigeria, led by award-winning Nollywood giant Steve Gukas. Do you think that made a difference? We'll find out. Hi, Prosper. You're welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you on today. Hi, Kuri. I'm good, man. So nice to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So how does it feel? I mean, you made your first film. How does that feel? Man, it's like getting a whole building off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) I finally did my first feature film, man. The feeling is so peaceful and so i've been so overwhelmed since i finished really yeah that's amazing that's nice to hear what was was the best part of shooting the film well the the best part of actually filming is having to you know when you meet your daily schedule and all the things that are meant for that day i mean you know you can't be too creative on set when you're filming yeah time to deal with time is going this is that so actually finish okay today was seven scenes i actually finished just seven scenes maintaining your creative cool man that part is so nice yeah 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 i can relate i can relate so tell me about um your origin story basically like what was it that made you decide to become a filmmaker me loving loving the idea of becoming a filmmaker started from the fact that i mean i studied communication really in university and having to think that you have the power to tell any kind of story the way you want it, to build any kind of narrative, to make people to make people believe anything they want to believe, just by just using the camera to tell that story, having that power to to be to to transform somebody to be a doctor in a film, to be a lawyer, to be anything you want, like creating your own world. That idea, that ideology alone made me love the idea of, okay, this is a medium that, so this is a, a thing that I would love to, to be and to honest. So, that's it. Mm, but when you are growing up, like, was there anything that, you know, made you see that, hmm, this filmmaking thing might be doing for me? I mean, me, for instance, even though, I didn't really start my filmmaking journey until like two years ago. But I know that when I was much younger, anytime I watched TV or movies and stuff, I would always imagine like what was happening behind the scenes, you know? So, I mean, I just discovered like recently that that is where, or that is that was when the seeds, you know, um, for me becoming a, a filmmaker started from, because it's like, I've always, just always had this curiosity about how that worked happens and stuff even though i did not i did not enter university thinking that oh i want to be a filmmaker and stuff so what is it in your childhood or was there anything in your childhood that sort of pointed you in this direction okay so um i mean when i was when i was a child we always get to that point where you you're gonna cry because of some movie at the end of the day so that's just so 
so fun that I w- I'm just almost every movie I'll see, I just I start crying at the end of the film. I'm like, what? This guy this is just a film. I mean, this is a movie that people are acting. Now, so you soft to reach. <laughs> Don't joke, man. Um, like, wow. grab things like Cry for Elf in Hollywood, Titanic. There are so many films that I just love the... I'm, I'm, I'm seeing emotional stuff happen in movies, as strong as I am. I just feel so connected. I'm like, okay. It's like I playing a lot of emotional movies. Yeah, I, I, I did when I was a kid. Outside, let me remove the Sakaba out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as a kid, I, I, I saw a lot of emotional film when I, was, when I was young. We saw a lot of Indian film then when we were young. Mm. So all of all, all of that made me got to me really, and this mm, started from there. I totally get that. So it's like you are, you are so impressed with how much film could affect you, right? Yeah, I was so impressed in how much film could impress me. One then I was so I was so impressed that how film could could motivate people, could make them react, could make them get angry could unify people. I mean, countless times we've had a lot of um, how people, come, when we're young, we didn't know a lot, of, a lot about technology. Then we feel, oh, this is real, this is fake. Ah, no, this is real fight. This is real, this, this is real, that. We get some of those things, man. Just yeah. so crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So what year did you start making films? Okay, so... Um, I'm just gonna name a year for film film sake because it will start separate professionally and not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but basically I I attempted my I mean making anything called film. Yeah. 20, 2016. Yeah, 2016 when I was was it 2016? Let me be sure. No, I think 2014. 2014, yes, 2014, wow. yeah, I can remember. So that was my first film. Yes, my, my first film. Let me just put it that way. 2014 was well, <laughs> just for the record. It was what? It was it was so I don't know quite place, but if I if I if I'm literally if I go back to see that movie, I'm just gonna have a little good laugh, a funny laugh at myself. <laughs> so so many, so many filmmakers say that ah, their first films that they made so many crappy films at first, and so so would you say that that's your story as well? Man, mine was worse than crappy, my dear. Oh, I what happened? Why was it so bad? Because I I was doing all those um, all that for the native doctor kind of thing. <laughs> my first thing. It was horrible. I don't even know where that work is anymore, but. But I, I I was glad I did. Yeah. And to learn how not to make films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn this this is the wrong way of doing it. And when you talk to some certain persons about making short films, you talk from experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I did that at that time. Because I mean, there's always a point where you get to make nonsense. You get to make something that's not good. Absolutely. Always that point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the earlier you make that, the better. Yeah, I totally agree. Yusef, you don't take for this industry. Uh-uh. That's like seven yeah. years since your your first yeah. short film. Are you wow, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's actually true. amazing. How many, how many um short films have you made since then? Okay, so um I made six short films. Wow. 
Six, yeah, I made I made six short films. I, like, I mean, I seven short films, but yeah, but sometimes you ask me, money, yeah, mm. yeah, if you ask me, I'm like, okay, I made four. You get because I, you know, you have if you have portfolio where you can add this. You say no, 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 no this one, yeah, nah, this one, I beg, I beg, I beg, that kind of thing. So in my portfolio, you probably see like maybe four films, four short films, rather. Yeah. But for record sake, and say for how long have you been? How long have you done? Have seven short films. Okay, okay, awesome. So tell me about your um journey to the Natives Filmworks um project. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, okay. So I've been making making short films for some time, and I was I think I was filming on set. I was doing AD or script scripty script supervisor on set of um, one of these uh, TV channels, Ryoko short films, I don't know that, that I saw a call. No, I think it was an actor on set, I think we had Deka, that first told me, ah, Prosper, is this call for directors? Because he knows that, I mean, directing is a thing that I love, but when you don't get opportunities, you do all that stuff, like scripty, none of that. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, yeah, this opportunity, and all of that. So I saw it. So many people even tagged, when I went to Instagram, so many people were already tagging me already. They said, ah, Prosper, at Prosper, and all of that. So I entered, I, I did my, I think they asked her to do interview, some sh- a short film on there about, which I did. And of course, now you know Africans, I've had in that country, you pray as you go, oh God, please help me another that. <laughs> so I did, because having the kind of um, film house or production company that is behind it, everybody would want to associate yeah. with that. Absolutely. Yeah, so I did then, I got a call back, I think in February, February or March, or the year I got a call back. And it was an online interview. Even when we did the online interview, I was still on set. I think on the set of a series that I, would, I did the online interview. And we chatted, they asked me a lot of questions. And I asked why they were doing this. Because I mean, we live in, a, in an industry where we don't see a lot of mentors mentoring young ones into the industry. So yeah. basically we did, we did, we did that interview and somehow, somehow, I think sometime around March, I got a call back. I got a final call. That, okay. I made it through. It was, it was, it was, I, I knew. How, how at some point that, I knew that I was so happy because I knew at some point that, okay, I might actually get a call back because of, Having in having a verbal interview with with people, sometimes you would know if okay, call you back or they might. You get a sense, a clue you, you kind knew of. You had impressed. Yeah. You knew you had impressed, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I not really. But I knew I asked the right questions. Uh huh. Because they asked me, and I also asked. I was like, okay, in the industry, why are you guys do? We know we don't we don't get to mentor people. People don't get to mentor people in the industry. Why? So I wouldn't say I answered nicely because I think there's a question that I quite didn't answer correctly. This, um, I think they asked about my film, what's my approach to the film? I think I failed that woefully. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I asked the right questions, basically. Yeah, I think that was a plus to say, oh, okay, this guy, is, is the, he knows what's up, he knows what we're trying to do, none of that. So I think that helped. And having a callback, final callback, 
it was out of this world because I knew that I needed to work with this kind of production company at least for my first film. Mm-hmm. You don't want your first film to be like maybe an African magic epic or <laughs> Roku, yeah, that kind of thing. Wait, wait, you wait, want wait, your first magic and your Roku keys. No, I'm not they are very good films, so very they make yeah. good films. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm just kidding. You would want instead of having to having a long journey ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah, there's some climbing the first step, Africa Magic, this that before you get to cinema, before you get to Netflix, it's a long journey. Yeah, I guess really. so. They just, they just cut it short by native film or just coming, wow, that is like a prayer point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it um, felt like out of this world yeah yeah i totally get that so i mean when did you think before you ever heard about the native film works um program when did you think you were going to be able to make your first your first feature film okay so without outside that i was i was thinking okay maybe um maybe in 2023 thereabouts mm. yeah or in part 2022 like i was going to make my own film and do my own premiere in my states you get because I mean my state is not really my, my place rather it's not really a thing thing kind of place but I know if I want to make my first feature film I have to I have to make it for a specific kind of audience yeah where where are you yeah. from first off I'm from Delta from Delta Body Robo speaking part of Delta State mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah if I was thinking about making a film about okay my people or something like that they do a premiere there that kind of thing launch it over there yeah, I was ready to at least not not fully funded myself, but at least talk to some people from there and tell, okay, this is a part of my people who don't know. Can I invest in this? Can I invest in that? Use film basically to educate, to inform. That kind of going around that line, preserve culture, going around that line. Yeah. So I had that in mind. Okay. That, that was but, how. But had other plans for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. We yeah. plan but who are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, given the resources, the resources that you had to make your first film, um, uh-huh. uh, how do you think that helped? Like, what? How does that make it different from um, maybe the first film that you would have made if the Native Film Works program wasn't there? Man, see, I can't lie. I feel like a blessed human i'd be like a blessed blessed among men let mm. me put it that way because having to make your first feature with an ari alexa with cooked lenses with like a normal 16 days i mean that's more than one can ask for yeah for a first time filmmaker i mean we have some established filmmaker that filmmakers have not literally used that camera to do anything so it would have made a lot of difference, a lot, because I wouldn't have gotten that kind of camera to make my first feature. That's one. I couldn't have gotten the kind of expertise in terms of the DP, the executive producer, so already there to market, the already channels to buy, cinema, and all of that. Yeah. Okay, so I wouldn't have gotten that level of expertise mm-hmm. and resources. I could have made it, I would have made my first regardless. Probably I would have used maybe a black magic or some of that, some sunny, some of that camera. But having to do this, man, it I feel so blessed. 
yeah, you, so are, you are you are blessed, and you're like you're paving you're paving the road for the for the other directors um selected for this program because yes now because your your project is going out first. Yeah, you know, so they're like, okay, sort of these. It's see having my project going out first is like I said, it's just it's just feel that you're just blessed because, I mean, in when I selected the film at first, I I don't know if you know, I wasn't that happy. That cake, I'm like, what? What's cake? <laughs> Do you get? <laughs> Yeah, but eventually, oh, having a story, right? Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I like. Oh, okay. It's not that bad. It's actually cool. Then having to know now, okay, my project is going out first. A lot of a lot of eyes are on Mr. Steve. Let me not put myself in front, but a lot of eyes on him in terms of okay, he's doing and he's doing something like this. Let me see how the first is going to look like. I mean, a lot of people are. I whatever is happening in Abuja. So having that mindset alone that, oh, a lot of people are concerned, a lot of people are waiting. Because he said that, that a lot of people are waiting to see what you've done. So you have to be ready to answer some questions. But having that alone is like, oh, okay, I'm going to be meeting some really nice people in Hollywood soon. Yeah. So it's it's a nice feeling, my dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, considering all of this, right, because all this they are saying to me, as much as it's amazing, it sounds like pressure. I mean, there's pressure of, I mean, getting all these resources, because I mean, like they say, to whom much is given, much is expected. So while you were shooting, how did you ever feel this, you know, pressure when you were shooting and how did you handle that? Okay, yeah, I think I get you. It's, well, I'm not very new to location. So I know it's... And I tried to stay away from, from how I was online doing some reposting and of that, but I started to stay away from the idea of how big Mr. Steve is or how big the production is. I tried to focus on, okay, the basic is just like me doing my short film. Because if I focus on how big Mr. Steve is, who is liking Mr. Steve's post on Instagram, if I go there, I'm just gonna get have another attack. <laughs> yeah. so i'm like okay yeah i've just sometimes i was i was under pressure but one blessing i had was my dp he's always don't worry we can always we'll do this it's not just one thing we should we'll do this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome so he understood that oh, okay these guys are newbies into the filmmaking business and they are under a lot of pressure so it's always on my side. Yeah. So yeah. if an actor is trying to give, not necessarily headache, but an actor is trying to prove something, it's always going to step in and say, yeah, no, this is not what this is the what director wants. Let's shoot it that way. Yes, yeah, have you done something like that? I say, yes, this, this thing can happen. So I was, yeah, I was, I was a bit prejudged, but I was just focused on what's at stake during the film making the film and all of that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. How did you manage the time pressure? See, at the end of the day, one of the things I had was having to know that this is a cinema project and the kind of equipment we were using. I was under pressure at the end of the day, but I was, as we had time against us, I was just, there's some things that I would just be so basic about it. Because I know I don't have time. I just shoot basic, normal coverage, why it's you, see you. At least have that. 
first before I now start being creative of this thing. I say, okay. Like, for example, there was a day we were shooting. That was a very long scene. And Sasuke was meant to fly back that evening. Her flight was, I think, 8.30 in the night. And by 6.30, we were just shooting with her. Wow. So we just started the scene basically at 6.30. So I'm like, we shot wide. Immediately, we shot wide. We went to her, see you straight up. I mean, we shot her, see you. We let her go. Somebody else has to put on a costume. They stay in a position. We also shoot her, that people's clothes up. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I especially get that. That's one way to. Yeah. So I always handled situations like that. I say, okay, can we? Then sometimes when I know the actors are tired, I will start with wide. Mm. Because if I don't start with wide, if I shoot close ups first, if I'm going to wide last, they will lose it. They might say, we don't, they might get extremely tired. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with my wide. I know I have my establishment shot, then I'll punch in. At least I know, yeah, basically. Yeah, awesome. So I mean, um, tell me about your where to say before I even ask you what happened to all that cake that was on set? Because I kept on seeing cakes of different kinds, and I was just imagining the crew just having the time of their lives eating all sorts of cake. What happened to all that cake, Abeg? Man, in as much as we ate a lot of cakes, a lot of some cakes went bad. You get wow. some case, some case, yeah. But we had, we yeah, ate a lot, of, a lot of a lot of um, cupcakes. I mean, basically, no kumira was eating cake. Everybody ate cake. Mm. But we had enough. Though some were dummies, had dummies. Oh, okay. yeah. But see, as we had dummies, we had I mean, we had some wee cakes, which everybody ate from. I mean, so. All right, all right, all right. That's fine. Oh, hello. Um, so tell me about your pre-production process. Pre-production. Yeah, yeah. And what did you do for pre-production on this film that you normally wouldn't do? Um, I mean, this first show, I don't have, I've never had a serious conversation with my actors. Mm. It's like really serious conversation with them. Before. When I do short films, I just maybe... They come on set that day. Well, set, you know, you short film, so it's your budget. You don't have to be in a, in a haste or mm. something. You have to just do the way you want. You get actors that will work for you almost for free. You get to always have that composition on sets while we're filming. But this is me meeting them like hours before in their hotel. So we had a, a long, lengthy conversation. That's something that I wouldn't do. That I've learned I have to start doing. Yeah. Okay, then, so how, how does that help, first off? Have it, man. See, you have to, you have to get these guys on your side so that they have to trust you, which helped me a lot. Having a conversation with all the actors, being friend. I felt it wasn't enough, but basically, it was it was still very helpful because they will tend to trust your judgment and say, okay, most of them want to know how intelligent the director is, how how well does the director understand the story. Or understand the what is getting into knowing that it's his first feature so you don't want to start having that conversation in front of your crew with your actors you get so mm-hmm. that helped me because on the first day first first to like almost first like 14 almost every day they were like waiting for the director's direction because they knew okay director had a proper knowledge of the character and mm-hmm. everything so it helped and most times, 
trust they trust you once you say something because mm. they know okay this guy's intelligent so whatever he's going to say is going to make sense yeah yeah get, so there's no surprises on sets we have cleared then any Tope asked a very significant question during our meeting. He was like, okay, director, are you sure this character will go to this length to do this, to push this lady? So I answered that question in that meeting. I said, okay, yeah, it's very possible. This, this, that, this plus this, this, this minus this, he will give you this. So we had that conversation and it was helpful. On a normal day, he's going to come and say that, ask me that question in front of my crew. And people who don't know the story will start giving their opinion. Yeah. Based on what they've heard, not based on what's on the script. So he helped me a lot, a lot. Trust me, yeah. a lot. Then shortlist. I mean, most times when we do short films, we don't think we think critically in our heads and say, "Okay, I have it in my head. I have it in my head. I have it in my head. I have it in my head." But during my pre-production, the first thing, one of the first thing Mr. Steve asked me was, "How's how 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 are you going to start your film? How are you going to start your film? Your film is cake." It's not like every other drama. How you how how are you going to start your film? Yeah, you get. So we don't think about. Imagine shooting a horror film, and you are thinking of how you going to start your horror film. What's the first film you want the people to see? Mm-hmm. You get that critical process. We don't. It's not something I've been used to. I've not done it before. But from now on, trust me, that is something I'll keep doing. Yeah, yeah. And I think. Um, that whole shortlist thing. One thing I really appreciate about this project is um, how detailed, you know, Uncle Steve ex- expects us to be. Because that whole process of creating a shortlist, presenting your shortlist, and stuff, it actually helps you to visualize your film better. Yeah. You get so it's almost like you are you're almost creating like a um, visual library in your head so you're able to see things clearer you know and the funny thing is before before getting on this project i actually would normally do a short list for my short films in fact there are some that i've even gone as far as doing like storyboards and stuff you know but this one was of course because it's a feature film now it was a lot more it was a lot more work yeah 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 so what do you think was your biggest advantage during production I mean, my biggest advantage is the fact that I am not new in terms of the set life, how set works. You guess so that was a big advantage of I wasn't I wasn't surprised because I knew okay, yep. stuff would go wrong, this would happen, that would happen. So I'm like I'm so, anything is happening. You know, I'm so I'm so jealous because of that, because you know, this was actually my first time on a feature film set like i had done other productions like i had done radio project productions like series radio productions with the bbc um i don't like stuff like that Sha. but this one i mean i've never been like on a nigerian nollywood feature film set so it was so new to me and it was crazy wow speaking about that like you talk about the advantage it was good because I'd been on set where we shot 90, 90 scenes in five days. Wow. I've been on set where we shoot 20 scenes in one day. Wow. We shoot. You get, so being on this set when why, I'm shooting. Why did I want to put camera on tripod? Why are they changing lens? Hmm. You, you can imagine. 
can imagine when I talk about some films, some TV stations and all of that. So being on being, being on a set where you shoot seven scenes for one day, it's not like it's almost like it's the normal thing. It's almost like I'm relaxing. That kind of thing. Mm. When you be on normal productions, so those some of those films you see on TV stations, they don't shoot more than seven days on sets. They can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They shoot every day, they shoot like close to 100 scenes and all of that. So being on a set where you're shooting seven scenes for a day, eight scenes a day, five scenes a day, it's almost like, okay, it's not that bad. You won't be so pressured. Uh, <laughs> so that was an advantage I had. Yeah, your experience. Mm. Yes, and I'm not new to cinematography. I mm. mean, I have a camera. I shoot, my, I shoot stuff uh. for my own. Yeah. So it wasn't difficult communicating with the DP. I mean, there's some shots I would tell him like, ah, yeah, good, good, good. Let's do it. Let's do it. You get. Mhm, mhm. So what? So the experience, the experience you're referring to that you had on other sets. What was that? As like you are aiding, scripty. What else are you doing? Yeah, I was aiding, scripting. Some set I've shot. Some set as few, maybe few short films. I've shot for some people like that. The mostly feature film sets I've done AD, I've done scripts most of the time for them. Mm-hmm. So imagine having to finish 15 scenes in a day. You wow. get for some sets. So when you're coming to a set, when you're directing a feature film and you're shooting seven scenes a day, it's an advantage to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah that, was, that was an advantage I had. So, I mean, I know you you came into this production with some experience of your own, but what was it that you learned that you didn't know before? Hmm. Okay. Um, one thing that I, I think having to give your actors notes, like these actors, they actually want you to give them notes after take one. <laughs> Like, that's the thing that, okay, I, I, I thought correcting actors is the thing they don't like, but it's something they actually want. Say, so, okay, director, any notes? Some of them will get, director, you don't give me notes. You get. Like, it's the thing that I've learned, like, when working with actors, you have to give them notes. For your first take, there's something you don't like, something you like, always. Then, when you're giving actors notes, try to be personal about it. Don't like talk to everybody when all you need was just talk to one person. Yeah, yeah. I did that, Steve. I think he thought me on the first day I was giving notes. And like when I go there, I'll act as if I'm talking to everybody. I'll say, ah, but this line you had this, but she's not. But Steve said, no, when you give notes, talk to only that person. You don't have to talk to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's something I didn't know before, sincerely speaking. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool. So, um thinking about yourself as a director as a filmmaker what did mm-hmm. you learn about yourself um okay um i think i have come to learn that for me doing this film generally i'm, I'm a calm person i'm not that i'm not that jiki jiki on set i'm like very calm <laughs> i'm just one of the calmest people on set yeah I wish, I wish i could say yeah, that sometimes i'm calm sometimes i'm all over the place <laughs> Dude, my normal self is people would be like, okay, okay, this guy is ass, this guy is this. Well, I was so surprised. I'm, I'm so calm on set. Like, 
when people, some this person is getting angry, this person is doing this, this, I will always be calm. When I'm talking with actors, I'm always calm. Okay, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Like, I was, I was surprised at myself, really. Mm. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. and I've learned that I think I should, I'm more creative and creative than I thought I was. Because you know what I mean? You are creative, but you have this self-doubt in terms of when you're filming your first feature film that, okay, maybe this, this is my thinking will not work, or this is not short film, or this is not this. Or. But you discover that some of those your crazy ideas, ideas that people really want to hear. Like, oh, okay, that's a nice shot. That's this. So yeah. I find that to be more, I mean, whatever you have in your mind, communicate to your DP. Just say it out. It might actually be a nice idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, what was it? What was it exactly that made you realize that you're more creative than you thought you were? Okay, reading some scenes, there was a scene that the scene was supposed to, is one character going through his book. So we're supposed to just slide from left to right. So we agreed on that. In fact, they had set up for that. So I was reading this stuff, I was like, okay, this is like early morning sunshine kind of thing. I'm like, it's sort of a sliding night. Why don't we slide from an empty window from the sunshine there? And as we're going back, we're revealing the character, looking at his notebook, rather than just having a normal left to right slide from beginning where I've seen the character to end, just movement. I'm like, we gradually start from the window, window, back, back, and reveal the character. Mm. I'm like, I actually had doubts because we already set up already. Like, you know, when you had your key grip, your technical team set up somewhere. So we're just waiting for costumes to just be done before we just start filming. Mm. Also, I immediately I just said that to the DP. He was like, ah, that's a nice idea. Key grip, yeah, come and change. Come and change it, sharp, sharp. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bothered about the time to change it. So after I changed it, he came to me and was like, see, director, please don't you have ideas like this. Please say it. Don't forget that will take will you take long. It's for the film. Just say it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Yeah, and there were some things that I felt... I could have taken some detailed shots that I could have done. But I would say time, but you know, when you're dealing with time, you're trying to weigh most important, less important. Yeah, none of that. I think sometimes you'd be like, you want, you want, you want a specific shot to be like, let's just let it go. Man, you know, now that you said this thing, there are just some shots I remember now that, man, I wish I took. Ah! It can be so yeah. painful, you know. When you're, yeah, when you're so looking at it, but I think you can't you can't run away from having to make um decisions like that. Yeah, you. I mean, filming in Hollywood can't run away from that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh so. well, it's all good. I mean, I'm looking forward to the day where I'll have like an endless supply of money and time, so that I can do you whatever just, I like. <laughs> on but you know, I, I feel like you're always, no matter how many how much resources you have and how many millions of dollars you have, you're always going to be in a race against time and trying to manage resources and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you just have to learn how to be creative with the shortest possible time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm curious, yeah. what is your favorite thing about the story? And what's what was it that you connected to in the story? Like I keep saying this, people keep laughing. I love beautiful women. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you get bored. I think one of the things I connected with is, I mean, love is is part of us as humans. It's not. It's a part that we can't take away. You get so 
people falling in love and trying to impress a lady with your skill. You are a baker. You want to impress a lady with, with your skill. I think that's the thing that I connected with. I mean, I'm a filmmaker, but at the end of the day, once I mean, met a beautiful lady, the first thing I say, okay, I'm a film director. That's the first thing I say. Because, <laughs> 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 okay, the film director, I make film. You will say you're a nine to five, I'm a film director. Uh-huh. And no, I mean, Nigeria, a lady will be swept, a lady will like go, okay. If she's not answering before, she's literally going to give you attention. Mm-hmm. You guess I think that whole idea of impressing a lady with your skill as a baker, that's the part that I'm so in love with the whole idea of the film. Me, this lady, I want to bake this cake for this lady and name it after her. That's a whole idea that is, man, I literally connect with and I love that, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. That's nice. All right, to wrap this up, um, we're going to do a rapid fire round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say one word or a phrase and then you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think. Okay. Cake. Talk way. Sasuke. Popohe. Netflix. Ah, cake. That one is cake. <laughs> YouTube. Tamuno, my film. Tamuno. Mm. Best movie ever. 76. I'll go in Hollywood. Best screenplay. Best screenplay, Last Night Abuja. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, popcorn. Cinema. Uh-huh. TV versus film. Uh, film for life. Uh, film, 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 uh, film. Camera. Ari Alexa. Ah, uh, did I know you are going to say that? For your mind, because it's all shooting, Ari, now. Thank you, Prosper. Thank you so much for having this chat to me. It was really nice to talk to you about cake. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. I'll be leaving a link to watch Prosper's short film, Tamuno, in the show notes. Before you go, please take a screenshot of this podcast and share on social media. Share with your friends, share with your family who are filmmakers or aspiring filmmakers who just love film. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We hope to see you on Instagram. Our handle is at the African Filmmaker. If you'd like to connect with me personally, my handle is at Day. that is K-O-R-A-Y-D-A-Y. And Prosper's handle is at Prosper underscore Edesiri. Tweet at me and let me know what you thought of this episode. My Twitter handle is at I am Corey Day. Until the next episode, toodles. <laughs>